Hello beautiful souls and welcome back to another episode here of The High, The Holistic You. I'm Charles Chevelle, your host, and I am excited for another episode, another opportunity to share with you all, to talk about holistic health, to talk about an exciting topic actually today, and to help me talk about this particular topic concerning and revolving around meditation and self-awareness. I have a good friend of mine, a good colleague of mine. Her name is Emily Winter, and she will be joining me today to share some of her personal experiences and some of our shared experiences with meditation. So without further ado, I would like to turn it over to Emily. So thank you so much for joining us, Emily. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Thank you for having me, Charles. It's so <laughs> it's such an honor and a privilege to be part of one of your episodes. Thank you. Thank you so much. And and I and I couldn't think of anyone better to ask about this uh, this topic surrounding uh, meditation and self care practices, just because I know that we've shared so much of our own journeys with each other surrounding this, mm-hmm. and it's something that means a lot to both of us. Yes, absolutely. Something that we both love to talk about. So uh, just introducing myself, my name is Emily Winter. Uh, I currently live in New York, but I originally am from Brazil, born and raised there. And (laughs) around 11 years ago, I came across the DeRose Method. The DeRose Method is a methodology of mindfulness and meditation. It takes a very practical approach. So I started um, practicing that and I would say that it was part of my self-care practices. Um, and I delved deep and got really into this um, methodology. And uh, two years ago, I decided to do the teacher training program. So I actually got certified to be mm. a DeRose Method teacher. And as Charles knows, that's what brought me to New York City. And I've been teaching the DeRose Method uh, mindfulness and meditation classes for about uh, six months now. That's awesome. That's awesome, Emily. And and it is right up your alley, too. Do you mind uh, explaining a little bit what is exactly the this DeRose meditation? What? what, what Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, a very good question, because as we know, there's so many different kinds of meditation. There's a lot of schools of thought and there's many ways to meditate, right? There's not Mm -hmm. a right or a wrong way. Um, The DeRose method is uh, a very practical methodology. Um, The idea is to give individuals the tools to feel self-sufficient and empowered. And we also take a very individualized approach. It's a very personalized work of really assessing what the individual's needs are, what their interests are, what they're looking um, to looking to achieving. And mm. um, I would say that it's different. There's many uh, different schools of meditation right. that are more spiritualistic, Um, and mystical, and that's great. But what Mm. I really like about the DeRose method is it doesn't matter what your spiritual or religious practices are, the the methodology that we use won't really interfere or clash with that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So so also to to fill in those that are listening to us about uh, this DeRose method. So 
Emily, actually being the sweetheart that she is, actually recommended me the D Rose book of meditation, meditation and self knowledge, and and I can attest to some of the very learnings that um, Emily just mentioned, or things that are encompass this uh, particular D Rose meditation. Mm-hmm. And as Emily also mentioned too, there are just so many different. Uh, I, I can say that even for myself, I've learned so much to meditation mm. is about how much I still have yet to learn with mm-hmm. my meditation practices. Mm-hmm. And that's actually almost one of the beauties that I find about meditation is that you could always learn something new and go deeper mm. in your own practice. Absolutely. I love that. So, you know, the technique that we teach, the meditation technique is um, to pick an image or a sound. Mm. And that can really be anything, right? It can be right. the, the sound of the rain or the ocean or the image of nature that really resonates with you. And then the idea is that you focus on that image or that sound to the point that you silence all of your thoughts. And the only thing that exists, the state of meditation, is when the observer the object that's being observed and the act of observation all become one thing. So you concentrate so much and you saturate your thoughts to that one image or sound um, that you reach that, you know, meditative um, mm. state. Does that make sense? That, that That's beautiful. And it does. And so what I'm imagining, too, so just for all those listening, too. So when you do a meditation and this is just uh, right, Emily, this is just mm-hmm. one method to do it, mm-hmm. correct? Absolutely. Uh, and, and so one image, too, I just share some of my own personal stories with mm-hmm. this, is that, you know, imagining an image just because it helps calm the mind. I feel like, you know, mm-hmm. meditation is hugely about trying to bring yourself into the present moment, right? You know, yeah. oftentimes I hear many different people, and even myself included, uh, we're either living in the past or in the future. We're never really in mm-hmm. the now. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of researchers and, you know, scientists and even just people that just uh, everyday people, you know, are are mentioning that, you know, meditation helps us bring our awareness, this this conversation about awareness and self-awareness into the now. So when I'm thinking of an image, this image helps me uh, visualize, puts me in this space where I can focus on, let's say, a lotus, for example, a flower Mm -hmm. blossom. Mm-hmm. This helps me. This helps me put into my head that way I can have this uh, this image, you know, or instead of thinking about what I have to do, you know, tomorrow or what I didn't do earlier. I can bring mm-hmm. myself to this image that stays the same and that helps me uh, more easily entering the state of, of meditation. Yes. And, you know, you bring up a really good point is that uh, our tendency, how our our mind naturally wants to wander and think. Yeah, push and pull us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like as you said earlier, this this um, this natural instinct of thinking of the past and the future and thinking all of these thoughts, like our minds just race. Mm. And so you know, and with that said, meditation is definitely not an easy thing to do you know whoever has tried like anyone who's listening when you sit and you 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 know you close your eyes and you try to focus and concentrate and silence your thoughts we know this isn't something that naturally occurs overnight Um, and I think that's also a really um, important thing to note is that it takes a consistency and a discipline Mm. of doing it 
um, persistently, like any other muscle in your body, you know, like if you want to achieve anything, if you want to, you know, get physically stronger, you know, you recognize it's not going to happen overnight. And the same thing with meditation is the more Mm. you do it as a daily practice, um, the more you'll feel the results. That's great. That's great. And then as we talk about meditation, just because I believe that, you know, there are so many different ways people are like, oh, am I meditating? Is this considered meditation? So I just want to give a, a general definition. And this is a general definition that I actually got from psychology today. And uh-huh. I just want to share with uh, share with everyone on how meditation is being described here. Mm-hmm. And it is described as follows. Meditation is a mental exercise that trains attention and awareness. And to just put it very simple and try to and try mm-hmm. to understand it is training attention and awareness. So paying attention in like a systematic way. I remember hearing it used before uh, via a TED talk because I love TED talks. <laughs> it, it is about uh, the presence of heart. If, if we're just to, you know, give some extra words of vocabulary to really explain what's happening during meditation, you know, is being present in the heart. Mm. And, and as you know, Emily, too, I talk a lot about, you know, uh, psychology and, and the mind and the subconscious and the conscious mind and things like that. And for me, I, I find that meditation and also, you know, just my own studies and practices have helped me really gain and grasp this con- this concept of present presentness of the mm-hmm. heart and mind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, as we were talking about self-care practices, that meditation really is one out of many tools that you can mm. use for that of like, you know, tuning in and connecting with your heart and with yourself. And it's and it's the few minutes out of your day where you're hitting pause and you're actively making a choice that, you know what, there's so much happening externally right now, but I'm going to mm-hmm. take this moment and be present and reconnect with myself and Um, that's what meditation has been for me too. So I like that Mm. um, definition you shared. Thank you. Thank you. And and I'm just curious if, 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 because, you you know, I I believe in the power of testimony sharing and sharing, Mm -hmm. you know, one's own personal experiences, because I feel like that's, it's very raw and it's very real. So, Mm. so I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, Emily, if you would mind sharing just a little bit of how you even got into doing meditation or why? Because many people are just oh. like, why would I even get into something like this? So I'm just curious from your perspective, how did you even begin, you know, such a practice or yeah? Yeah, totally. That's actually, <laughs> I, that's a great question because my story is, I think is kind of different where in the sense, where I started doing this when I was a teenager, mm. I was 15 years old and I, um, I wouldn't say it was a very mindful or conscious decision. <laughs> <laughs> and that is okay. <laughs> it's all about the process, the beauty in the process. The beauty is in the process, not the destination. <laughs> I love that. Thank you for saying that. Um, yes. So I did it because my mom actually started um, practicing meditation. Ah. As a curious teenager, I was like, what is she doing? I kind of want to try it. Um, but so I you know, it was a very spontaneous uh, decision, you'd say, of um, something that I, I just spontaneously decided to do. But once I started, I immediately felt the the effects. Uh, and touching on what you said earlier of this ability to stay present and what does that look like in your life? Mm-hmm. Meditation is a tool. It's the how. It's uh, but how does that manifest in other facets of your life? And for me, um, it manifested in, you know, 
when we're having even a conversation like we are now, nothing else matters. The only thing that mm. matters right now is talking to you and mm. um, and that ability to not disperse and to just be a hundred percent present is such a valuable thing that um, that has carried on throughout the years for me. Mm, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I, and I, and I would say that that's so special too, because you had someone, you know, at, at a younger age and just not even being necessarily as conscious or intentional, but just looking mm-hmm. at how the universe works in a way that, mm-hmm. that over time, your journey with meditation grew mm-hmm. and, and you're able to now intentionally mold that into what you want that to look like in your, your professional, your personal life and, you know, just integrate it into, you know, uh, yeah. many different ways into your current lifestyle, right? Absolutely. And, you know, and it definitely helps me feel more um, aware of myself, but I think I would even extend it that it not only increases my self-awareness, but increases the awareness of the world around me and the people mm. I surround myself with, mm. of um, feeling more in tune with the humans I come in contact with and developing mm. a greater sense of empathy as well. Um and I mean, mm, there's so many, it's so many effects that come from that. Has, has that been your experience as well? Yeah, I, I would say as, as, as you're mentioning that things are even just coming to mind as, and, and I'll just share with that, what mm-hmm. that is, 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 so my journey with meditation, uh, it's happened mm-hmm. at di- various points in my life where I, I commit even more to my practice. Mm-hmm. And I would say when I feel that I am neither living right in this moment, I, I I'm living in, you know, a little bit more anxious, leaning a little bit more anxious, uh, experiencing mm-hmm. anxiety. Mm-hmm. And in my experience is that those are telltale signs that I am living in the future, mm-hmm. right? Like I am fearing or I am concerned about something that has not yet happened. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, I have another quote just because I love quotes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it is one from Oprah and she mentioned it. Oprah mentioned, she said, uh, all stress comes from wanting things to be the way that it isn't or fearing something that has yet to happen. Mm, That's such a good quote because actually I was just talking to a friend today about this where Mm -hmm. fear many times is the underlying root of most of our um, unwanted emotions and behaviors. Mm. Yeah, that's and, and, and that's great because when you recognize that it's mm-hmm. the awareness mm-hmm. that you get to choose what you do with that now. Yes. And, and so in times in my own life, when I when I've you know, felt the need to to go to meditation, because to be honest, you know, there are times where I fall off of my practices. And mm-hmm. guess what? It's mm-hmm. a telltale sign to get right back mm-hmm. into my practice. Mm-hmm. So I could say maybe even when I was an undergrad and I was traveling a lot and, you know, there were different things going on. I was thinking in different languages. I was meeting people of all of these different sorts. And and, and what was happening was I couldn't get my mind to slow down. You know, when, when you're mm-hmm. in that in that headspace of just being on the move all the time and I, I was equating, you know, busyness with productivity and mm-hmm. and and you know how that you know that doesn't necessarily equate to being that you know what I mean just to say you're busy you're being productive you know totally and I'm I'm really glad that you brought that up because I feel that 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 sensation that you're describing is something that a lot of us feel especially mm. our generation you know we find ourselves in these um thought patterns and these loops of mm. stress and anxiety and you know especially with 
technology and iPhones, yeah, yeah. I observe too of like when we, um, so many of us, especially in a work environment, is when we have that minute when that we have that break or that uh, you know intermission. In, what mm-hmm. do people usually do? Well, they immediately go on their phones and they, you know, swipe Instagram. And is that resting the mind? Right, right, <laughs> right, right. And so, like, for me, you know, when I teach my students, I think it's really interesting to use. Um, and, and it's like you said, we'll go through different phases in our life where we're doing, you know, these practices more or less. Mm. But to see it as something that's a sustainable thing for you to carry so if you you know if you're at your work and you have that five minute coffee break instead right. of using those five minutes to immediately you know uh just check into something your else mind. right right yeah, bombard you your to... mind mm. with all this information why not use these five minutes to do a quick meditation practice Absolutely. And something that I find too, being, you know, having worked in, you know, corporate America, right. And in experiencing, you know, or just in different things, working, working a full-time schedule and, and getting so caught up that you, you know, I say things like I've said in the past, you know, I don't feel like I have time for myself mm-hmm. and to be able to say something like that. It's like, Oh, wow. Okay. How, how can I, now I'm at a stage where I'm saying, how can I make more time for myself? Mm. For me, meditation has been has been one of those many avenues mm-hmm. and and I just want to speak a little bit too because you've touched on some of the benefits of of meditation for yourself and you know whether it be empathy and having more compassion which I've definitely experienced as well mm-hmm. however uh some other things as well that, that that have been huge for me is literally having space and time and figuratively too having t- space and time just having space and time. Yes. And I'm actually, this is great that you brought that up because I think many times, you know, I myself included, I'm guilty of this, of saying something like, oh, I don't have the time to do this. I just don't have Mm -hmm. enough time. When really it's, it's less about the time and more about priorities. What are you prioritizing mm-hmm. with your life right, right now? Right. And when you make that shift, you empower yourself by giving yourself the ownership. It's not that I can't or I don't have time. It's that I'm choosing to use my time for this. And, you know, in addition to that, meditation doesn't have to be a four-hour practice, you know. What right. I actually recommend, and for anyone who's listening who's interested in trying this out, I actually suggest that it's only a couple of minutes so that you feel like it's a sustainable mm-hmm. thing that you can carry. If it feels like too much, we'll give up quickly, you know. Right. We'll lose that motivation. And I actually suggest that um, you do it right when you wake up. You do mm. it for two minutes, five right. minutes. But as long as it's consistent, that's the most important. Consistency. Mm. Mm-hmm. Consistency is key. And I actually, um, what's been more interesting to me is doing it right when I wake up. Before you, I had this habit. Well, why of would you say that? Why would you say right when you wake up? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great question. So I had this habit that I, um, that I felt like was being very unproductive of waking up and immediately checking my phone. I'm sure that mm, um, I'm not yes. the only one. I'm guilty of that one too <laughs> at times. <laughs> yes. And I just felt like it was starting my day in a tone that I didn't want and, you know, bringing me into a, a mind space, a headspace that um, wasn't very positive. And so I, you know, the idea is that 
instead of extinguishing a habit that you don't like, replacing mm. it with something that's going to be more productive. So instead of checking my phone right when I woke up, the first thing I would do was just sit up on my bed, cross my legs, close my eyes, and right. do my own meditation practice. And that changed mm. my day completely. That's beautiful. Entirely. And I know you, Charles, you you have really good morning practices as well and how they change yeah. the tone of your day entirely. Right, right. Versus, so yeah, so something that I've recently committed myself to, and, and I always usually have a practice, a, a different practice that I try each month at the beginning of every month, but you can really do it whenever. But something mm. that's worked really well for me is also having a consistent morning routine. And for me mm. that, you know, that looks like, you know, getting up and I say my morning prayer and mm -hmm. then I make time in space, set aside that time in space to meditate. Yes. Right. And, and for me, it, it is also a time that it's sometimes too, you know, I, I don't like to have the impression that, Oh, meditation is always going to feel like this, or it's always going to feel like that right. because it, it, it varies. Right. Mm -hmm. But usually after my meditation sessions, I have such I have a lot more space in my mind to where, where if I'm writing down things, I'm having great ideas that are coming, that are flowing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm problem solving as well. It's really interesting. It adds, I, I would recommend for those listening to even, you know, try it out. If you haven't already, um, definitely give it a try. It is something that could really change your day, your week, your life, even if depending on, you know, how much you really commit and are consistent with your own uh, self-care practices. Yeah, absolutely. And one final question, yeah. uh, because I know that uh, you, Charles, you're, you actually really inspired me to try new habits and practices. Mm. How, how long would you recommend usually it takes, like how much time do you give yourself to implement um, a different habit or practice? A different habit or practice? Yeah. So I would say to implement a, a, a different habit or practice, I would personally take maybe around uh, 21 days to 30 days or a good three to uh -huh. five. I like, I like to say, I like to say usually a month for myself, mm -hmm. right? And, and because I like, I like to have, you know, uh, marking days for like my beginning and then have a, have an end date to, to see the, 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 the growth that I have over an extended period of time. And I feel like that's a really, uh, a great way to be able to see your progress is to, to give it time. Right. Yes. And to not try to rush. Right. So many people are interested in, you know, quick fixes and things like that. But even as someone that has been practicing meditation for a couple of years now, it's uh -huh. still something that even through whether it be a D Rose uh, meditation process or uh, transcendental mm -hmm. uh, meditation process or mindfulness meditation, any of these uh, different styles of meditation, it is something that is going to be continuous and that is mm -hmm. going to be something where you could always learn something new. Mm -hmm. And play around with it. You can play around. You can have fun with it. Like, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be, you know what I mean, uh, something dreadful or anything like that. It can be something uh, beneficial and something that, for me, has been uh, healthy and life-changing for sure. Yes, that's so interesting. I like that. <laughs> 21 to 30 days. And everyone's different. But it's definitely important to note that it takes that time and that persistence to really right. feel the results and you're right there is no right or wrong there isn't uh, mm. a better or worse kind of meditation what I always suggest is you know do the meditation practice the style that most resonates with you that makes right. you feel good you know that's the right. most important and I would just ask this this final question to you also as well Emily is any 
any type of advice or recommendations for people that may be interested in in trying out meditation or that are just beginning in their meditation practices any any type of additional advice or suggestions that you would that you would have for individuals that are interested yeah that's a great question so uh touching on what i had previously talked about prioritize consistency versus length of time so instead Mm. of doing like i find it more effective to do five minutes every day instead of doing one hour a week like once a week right that makes sense absolutely um and you know try different images and sounds like expose yourself to you know trying a different meditation image or sound a day and then once mm. you you figure out an image or a sound or both right. that resonates with you that you've felt more connected with mm. then you can proceed to doing that same exercise uh, every day mm. uh, and the best times for me that I find really interesting to meditate you can really do it whenever but mm-hmm. I personally uh, like doing it right when I wake up and or right before going to bed. I right. think that in between of like um, that mm. sleep that we do is a very interesting uh, time for us mm. to do these practices. Mm. That's great, Emily. Thank you so much for sharing those gems with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Charles. Yes, thank you. It's been great having this conversation regarding meditation and different you know, self-care, self-health practices, and really just to see how what type of person that has helped you and myself also grow into. So thank you, Emily, for sharing. Yes, absolutely. My pleasure. All right. It was a pleasure having you. And for all those listening, remember to connect with us on social media and also subscribe and like the podcast. If you learned something new, if you enjoyed this, please remember to share it with friends and family. And I look forward to speaking with you all in our next podcast episode. Thank you so much again, Emily.